Hey, everybody. I am actually back. Last week, I tried to come back after battling off a lung infection for weeks that uh, that took me out and slowed me down. And in the midst of all of that, my wife had a very serious surgery that she has been recovering from. And so I am glad to be back. I'm about 90% recovered. Yesterday was President's Day. And you may know, I am actually a historian by training. My undergraduate and graduate degrees are in history. And there are few people that irk me more than most of America's presidents. <laughs> a huge percentage, percentage of them literally owned human beings. And for those that didn't own human beings, they oversaw war crimes, genocide, and so much else. Most of them were overtly racist, open bigots, full-fledged racist. And those that weren't did things that were just as bad, if not worse, all over the world. I want us to talk for a few minutes. Well, I want us to have a historical conversation about how horrible most American presidents are and how we're still not really being honest about it. All right. Glad you're here. Glad to be back. I'm feeling pretty good. This is Sean King, and you are listening to the the, the breakdown. The, 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 the breakdown. The, 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 the breakdown. So much of what you and I, and I mean you who are listening to me right now, like you specifically. So much of what you probably know about American history and world history completely depends on who taught you and who wrote the books you read. And and just let me be very, very frank. If you've read any books, <laughs> I'm not dissing you. I am not talking bad about you, but not enough of us have actually read real, earnestly written, truthful books about American history and world history. Uh, you know, right now I'm looking at a book that I think is so, so important. It's called An Indigenous People's History of the United States. It's by Roxanne Dunbar-Ortiz, An Indigenous People's History of the United States. And... So much of what each of us know about American history really depends on who wrote that book. And depending on who wrote the book, it's going to ultimately say so much about what you know. There's another really important book called A Black Women's History of the United States. A book written not just by black women from the perspective of black women, but considering black women throughout the history of the country. There's a book called uh, An African-American History of the United States by Paul Ortiz. Oh, uh, there is there is a book called A Disability History of the United States. Do you see where I'm going with this? Who wrote the books that taught you about history? will ultimately shape almost everything you know about it. And with 
very few exceptions, if what you know about U.S. history just came from your elementary school, middle school, and high school history textbooks, you definitely don't have the truth. Even if you had a few great teachers here and there. And if you did, you were lucky. For instance, I had a great U.S. history teacher when I was in high school. The man did his earnest best. He dressed up like George Washington and random historical figures like Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure kind of stuff. And we loved the effort he put into it. And he still basically taught us a white man's history of the United States. And he did his best. It was fun and engaging and was the very best option we had in Versailles, Kentucky. And it was not until I left Versailles, Kentucky and moved to Atlanta and went to Morehouse College where I majored in African-American studies and history and had black historians who gave us textbooks and history books like before the Mayflower, like they came before Columbus. Like it wasn't until I read, you know, How Europe Underdeveloped Africa by Walter Rodney. And it wasn't until I read U.S. history and world history taught by black people, written by black folk, that I understood like, damn, my, and I'm doing air quotes, my great history teacher in high school still taught me the best version he knew of a super white man's history of America and of the world. Because here's the thing. Most of America's presidents were absolute monsters. Monsters. I am dead serious. George Washington, who is seen as a quote-unquote founding father of this country, was a monster of a human being. Were his contributions important? Absolutely. Were Hitler's contributions important in Germany? Did, did Hitler and the Nazi regime not build highways and systems? Well, yeah, the man was a monster. George Washington owned hundreds of human beings and literally worked them to death. He bought, sold, traded, and slaughtered human beings, raped human beings, oversaw the raping of human beings, and did it himself. I have no respect for the man. Zero. Zilch. Zip. Add Thomas Jefferson to that list. And it goes on and on and on and on. And the U.S. presidents that didn't own human beings almost to the number were overtly racist, anti-black bigots, horrible people. Not just to African-Americans. I told you a book you have to read is An Indigenous People's History of the United States. Read what America's presidents did to Native Americans in this place. I mean, the story is atrocious. So we can talk about President's Day. We can. But even 
your favorite American presidents. If you put on, you know, say you put on that list, um, Barack Obama and John F. Kennedy, and let's say Abraham Lincoln, who is often listed as the best American president ever. And listen listen to me. I love studying about America's presidents, all of them, including people like Washington and Jefferson. And I will say to you, from a white man's perspective, what they did in this country was very important. But when you begin to view it from an indigenous person's perspective, say from a black woman's perspective, monsters. All of a sudden, if you tell the story of Barack Obama, who I often joke in this, in this house that I live in, is like just a little less than God with my wife and in most black, hold, black households across America. But if you begin to tell the story of Barack Obama from other perspectives, like from the perspective of nations and people groups that were constantly struck with drone strikes all over the world, signed off by President Barack Obama, all of a sudden, it, like depending on who tells the story, either Barack Obama is a little less than God, or if you get someone else to tell the story, he was brutal. He was the drone president. It just depends on who tells the story about JFK, about Abraham Lincoln. As far as America's presidents go, I'm a huge fan of Abraham Lincoln. But if you're not telling the truth, the whole truth, about who that man was and how he actually viewed black people. It, you're, not, you're not telling the whole story. And here's the thing. He can, he's dead. He can withstand the pressure. He can withstand the scrutiny. Listen, I'll, I'll be right back. We have a quick word from one of our sponsors. But I want us to finish this conversation together. And I have a question I just want you to think about. We'll be right back. You you may recall uh, a few years ago uh, during quarantine for the pandemic, as the Black Lives Matter movement was reemerging, you know, a lot of young people think the Black Lives Matter movement started in 2020 and it didn't. It started, you know, six, seven, eight years before that, depending on who you talk to. But the fight against police brutality is a, a fight that has been going on for generations. I was fighting against police brutality in 1999 when I was a college student and Amadou Diallo was shot and killed in this country. And one of the things that unnerves me about JB, I'm talking about good old Joe, Joe Biden, who is already, I think, the oldest American president of, of all time, like right now, and is considering running for uh, re-election, is probably going to run for re-election, has done almost nothing about the hundreds and hundreds of still open cases 
of police violence from last year, two years ago, five years ago, 20 years ago, 40 years ago, just open cases. The government will take on open cases from generations ago, just not the most egregious cases of when police murdered somebody, even when it was just the worst of the worst of the worst. They're just continuing to allow those to languish. And most American presidents will, and this is the really the important final thought that I want to make here. And it took me a long time to understand this, is that American presidents, JB, Donald Trump, Barack Obama, whoever you want to name, they are presiding and overseeing the American empire as they know it. It is, it is their priority. And in the American empire, poor people are not a priority. Immigrants are not a priority, particularly as long as they're anybody other than European immigrants. Black people are not a priority. Very few people are a true priority to those that are overseeing the American empire. And you learn that the hard way when they take office. Even if your hero wins the election for Congress, for Senate, for the White House, whatever it may be. They are presiding over the American empire. And you may remember back in 2020, I said, listen, I think all of those statues should go down. Not just the statues of Robert E. Lee and Confederate generals. Take that down. Yeah, take it down, please. And I think they should be taken down. And I've done entire episodes of this podcast about that. But even more than that, take down the Washington Monument. Take down the Jefferson Memorial. Those men were monsters that do not deserve statues, monuments, memorials. They don't deserve to be honored. If you want to honor them at their former place of residence, you know, whatever, but not on public property. These men owned human beings. And we have to be careful not to get caught up, so caught up, in the empire that we forget that George Washington was a monster, that Thomas Jefferson was a monster. And then maybe your favorite for the things they did. And up until now, the things he did overseeing the American empire, there is not a single president that ever swore that oath of office that has not committed atrocious war crimes and overseen something horrible and ignored real justice over and over and over and over again, period. So I struggle to celebrate any American presidents. And you need to ask yourself, am I telling myself the truth about those presidents and about American history. Listen, I've got to run just a history conversation today. Glad to be back with you. We'll be right back here tomorrow. A big shout out to uh, the lead producer of this podcast, my right-hand man, Willis. 
Thank you for your hard work, brother. I'm so glad that we're still pushing forward into year number four, continuing to do this work. Love and appreciate all of you. If you're not yet a member of the North Star, go now to thenorthstar.com. Join today. We need you to become a member. We're only able to do this work because of the generous support of everyday people just like you who joined at thenorthstar.com. And if you're not yet a subscriber, hit that subscribe button on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever podcasts are found. Take care, and I'll see you right back here tomorrow. Break it down. I'm Tiffany Hawkins. I'm Alan Boomer. And we are the Momentum Advisors. Every single week, we talk about wealth management, personal finance, and entrepreneurship. We are financial advisors by day. We're entrepreneurs by night. We're building wealth for ourselves, and we want to make sure that you understand how to build wealth in your own family. Tune in for shows like Is Your Money Racist, Retirement Savings, Investment 101. We literally run the gamut on all the things that you need to know about financial wealth, creating a legacy for your family, and really just wealth creation as a whole. What we find is that these conversations are happening, but they're not happening as much as they need to in diverse communities. And so we're bringing a new voice, a new amount of energy, and we want you to tune in. So we bring the tips, we bring the strategy, and we always bring the good news. So make sure you tune in every week to the Momentum Advisors. There's something for everyone. Mom.